Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. We're here to continue our expectations series of players. Had a lot of fun with these good, different people coming on. Uh, today, we have Wola Odeniran. Do I, did I pronounce that correctly? Odeniran. <laughs> Odeniran. I am so sorry, my friend. No worries. You're good. Uh, uh, you've been on uh, before. We've really appreciated always having you on, Odin. Uh, sorry, uh, Wola. Uh, but, yeah, I know you so well. Yeah, yeah. Said, but we really do appreciate that. No worries. You're good. We, we do appreciate having you on when, when we can. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, two players today, Tyus Bo- Bowser mm-hmm. and Charlie Kolar. Uh, we're going to talk about them separately. And, and if, if you haven't listened to any of these shows yet, the idea is we're picking two disparate players. We're not trying to do a compare and contrast pe- a piece. The reason for this is to give multiple people a chance to opine on where these players fit in in the positional grouping. So we'll have our position group shows, but this is an individual expectation show. So, uh, Willa, why don't we why don't we start with you? First of all, where can people talk football with you? That's the most important question of all. You can talk football with me at Walla Ryder at on Twitter, W O L A W R I T E R 
on Twitter. So uh, that's that's a good place to start. I'm always there all the time. Always happy to chat. All right, outstanding. Uh, let's talk about Tyus uh, Bowser first. Now, you picked him first of all. Why did you pick Tyus Bowser as one of your one of your players? I think he's I think he's a very intriguing he's a very intriguing player on the Ravens roster in terms of their front seven. I think when you look at the way the Ravens drafted over the last couple of years with OA last year, and and I think they really got a gem at the at number forty five with uh, David Ohobo and. Um, you know, like those two could be their potential bookends. And right now, when you look at Tyus Bowser, even though he is still going to be a starter when he's back healthy, he provides a very interesting situation for the Ravens where you can move him around pretty much anywhere. And mm-hmm. he's, you don't really have to sit him on the edge. You can put drop him back in coverage. He's our best cover linebacker. And, you know, like and now when you have – the the repertoire of the pass rusher that the Ravens have loaded themselves with, you have the opportunity to actually you know put him in put him in coverage and obvious passing down situations and, and provide unpredict, unpredictability in that situation as well where you know you don't never you never know he's he's so good in the coverage but he's also he led the team in sack last year with seven mm-hmm. so uh, now you you're providing unpredictability on defense and you don't know whether he's coming or going. So, so I think that's that's a really intriguing step. They certainly proved his value in terms of that first contract right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, the, what you bring up is is immensely important. Is his position versatility on the mm-hmm. field? One of the things the Ravens really benefited from in the Wink era mm-hmm. was having two effectively Sam linebackers on the field at the same time. Two outside linebackers who could cover mm-hmm. in the form primarily of Bowser and Judon, but also it looks like. Owe is going to be mm-hmm. a fine Sam linebacker. He has yeah. a lot of the length and speed characteristics you want at that position. It's it's learning a new mm-hmm. layer of responsibilities on top of what he's had. But I think he'll be good. Uh, he's actually, I think, probably going to be forced into that role at the beginning of the year because I don't think Tyus Bowser is necessarily going to start the season with the Ravens. Yeah, he had a he had an unfortunate Achilles injury towards the end of the year. And um, he's been rehabbing that since. And uh, news came out recently that he's he's back in the facility and he's a uh, he's with the team. So uh, hopefully he gets back soon. Um, the Ravens uh, away is a little. I think he's a little bit further along than uh, mm-hmm. Bowser. But um, I think the Ravens will probably take it slow with him. Um, and uh, you know, it gives guys like um, it gives guys like Jalen Ferguson. So like a, a final shot to you know shine so show something because right now um the log jam at outside linebacker is is getting it's getting picked up and um you know that doesn't even factor in uh justin houston who may be back um later this year uh, towards training camp uh, with the i believe the ravens gave him a offered him a contract and i believe it's a, they a tendered yeah, him yeah, yeah. That they would get compensation that's, that's, yep yeah. yep so uh, he he's likely to get back, and um, so you know it it definitely the the position itself is to me personally I'm very excited compared to where they've been over the last couple of years. Like I've been praying that they get a a front four, get pressure with their front four, and what they've been able to do on the edge, you know, and also like adding Travis Jones on the inside and getting Calais yeah. Campbell back that can offer a lot of great things. 
We, we want to focus on Tyus Bowser here because we've been talking mm-hmm. about a lot of these players separately on, on shows. We had David Ajabo we were talking about yesterday on a, on a program as recording then. But mm-hmm. in, in terms of Tyus Bowser and what he still needs to do to grow at the position, he's one of the only Ravens that I really look at as not needing to take a big step forward in every in any category. In fact, it, it would be nice if he could play the same kind of year he did last year. A good coverage year. I mean, seven sacks is, is a terrific number for him. Mm-hmm. Set the edge effectively, I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he, he can certainly play his part in a run defense. He gives you a lot of schematic versatility to move him off ball. Something mm-hmm. they're doing with Judon the year before when he was last with the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, he's... He's just he does so many things well for you on a football field. You mentioned he's the best, you know, best coverage outside linebacker Ravens have. He's the best coverage linebacker mm-hmm. Ravens have, period. Yeah. And, and he's one of the best in the entire league. There aren't that many linebackers who are really good at coverage. And there's no outside linebacker who's in his grouping as a as a coverage player. And you know, it's it's really it's really a pleasant surprise because when the Ravens drafted him in 2017, they they put him in that inside linebacker. I believe they tested him out there a couple of times. It, it didn't go as well as they would have liked, but with the way he's been able to emerge over the last couple of years, it's it brings you it shows his skills, his versatility, and you know it it kind of brings me back to the question honestly, like. Do you think that, you know, like testing him out a little bit more at inside linebacker, like on obvious passing down situations and coverage, that would be something that would be like a, a nice, a nice spot for him? If, if, if we're, I, I will answer that question in two parts. In general, moving him from outside linebacker to inside linebacker, I hate the idea. Uh, I, I really, I really <laughs> stay away from it. But, but, but specifically on passing downs, moving him to an off ball position where mm-hmm. he could rush, mm-hmm. he's not really playing inside linebacker. Then you're trying to get him a good rush lane mm-hmm. uh, or, or trying to put him in a position where he can cover effectively. It's, it's kind of really like playing outside linebacker from a different spot. Yeah. Or maybe to kicking inside, you know, the way they did with Pernell McPhee. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not suggesting Bowser is ideal for that, but I think kicking him inside mm-hmm. off ball yeah. is potentially very effective. So I, I, I that's where I am on this. Mm-hmm. In the same way I'm okay with them uh you know playing Holodi Nada off ball and trying to right. get him a running start in the pass mm-hmm. rush. That uh, that makes sense. And uh, you know, so I guess for him and you know, going forward, it's like the Ravens, he's I feel like going forward, he's gonna be a guy where the Ravens are never he he's never going to really be in one place full time. He'll be moving around because I I envision a, a situation where David Ojabo is coming back. He's he when he's healthy. I think he's gonna. I think to me personally, I think he's gonna really gonna shine. I, it's unfortunate that he had the injury, but it was a blessing in disguise for the Ravens because you know if he if he if 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 it never happened, he's likely going in the top fifteen or the top twenty anyway. So um, I think. When they all come back healthy, the Ravens are going to move him. I like to me. I feel like Bowser a little bit. He's not athletic. He's not as athletic as Adelius Thomas was. But I feel like in this era, he's he's kind of has that versatility on this defense yeah. where where you you can put him in in sit in, in nice packages. Dallas Thomas was a complete freak because because mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know if you've heard me say this before mm-hmm. on air, but in, in 2005, the Ravens mm-hmm. had all sorts of injuries in the secondary. Yeah. And it was the one year where they were able to actually deal with it effectively. And, and the reason they could is they played 265 snaps that year with only three defensive backs. And they did mm-hmm. it because effectively Dallas Thomas was able to play safety. 
right. was able to cover a, a you know a flex tight end. He was able mm. to do a lot of things. So you know you you uh, you had that flexible piece. I don't think Bowser is quite up to that. Not yeah. quite the kind of speed that that mm-hmm. Thomas had. But he's a he's a special player, and completely earned his contract. Let's talk about what in your mind would be a good result for Bowser's year in 2022. I think honestly, I think uh, a if he could add, if everyone else around them could, you know, step up, step up their level in their pass rush department, and he's able to duplicate those seven sacks from the eight sack season, I think that'd be great for him. I don't think he's someone that you really look at as a, a double digit sack guy, but he's someone that when you when you have a lot of other upper tier pass rushers around him, and he's able to add that 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 same amount of pressure, it's a great piece. I think, okay. I think, I think, I think if he can duplicate what he did in twenty twenty. 2021 that then it'll be it'll be great for the Ravens defense yeah I I I do think actually that'd be a great result and and I've got two levels I've got a good and a great Mm -hmm. that if he could play the full season in particular Mm -hmm. and play every bit as well as he did last year and and he doesn't have to play exactly the same in every level but he's effective setting the edge he's still a very effective coverage guy which he's been on a consistent Mm -hmm. basis for years it hasn't the interceptions would tell you it's been all over the place it really hasn't he's been very consistent um, if if he can you know provide that that positional flexibility which makes the Ravens pass rush dangerous which I think mm-hmm. you alluded to again another valuable thing but if he can play it for a full season that to me is a great result because I'm right now I have muted expectations based on the on where he is relative mm-hmm. to the injury and whether he's going to be able to start right. the season I do have a good level I'll just mention it I think if he if he returned to play effective Sam linebacker for a significant portion of the season I think it would be good and the Ravens have kind of a history of slipping these guys onto the roster with their roster flexibility mm. handshake deals, uh, getting him on so he doesn't have a season-ending IR designation to start mm-hmm. the year. He, he may have a pop or something else. He may, yeah. There may be another way to get him on. But but they'll be able to get him on the roster, and they'll be able to bring him back at midseason. That really has tremendous value to the team, that they yes. when they can bring back a player, have a player uh, ace in the hole that they're going to mm-hmm. bring out at some point. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, should we move on to Charlie Kolar? Shit, sure thing. Okay, let's do it. Uh, so, uh, Charlie Kolar comes out of Iowa State. You know, obviously a focal point mm. of their offense and the reason why he was drafted. Uh, yeah. You know, people are going to love him. I think big guy, very soft hand, catches the ball away from his body, right. uh, which is a really nice thing to see. Uh, by the way, people, I don't think they, they get it completely. Obviously, gives you a lot of box out ability, and mm. and, and you make some make some catches. Uh, that that you probably would have more difficulty if you're a ball trapper, you know, like some wide receivers are, particularly some smaller wide receivers, I think. But if you are, uh, uh, if you catch the ball away from your body, you also generally have better yak potential. Mm-hmm. Your catch ratio is largest, and you don't have to give up your feet to do it. Generally speaking, you have a little bit better yak potential. I think you know, and you know, when Charlie Cole, I feel like he's kind of, you know, he's kind of slipped under the radar a little bit because I know. Uh, admittedly, my hands are raised. Like I've, I've been very vocal about the wide receiver position on Twitter, but um, I feel like um, he, he has a, he has a really nice opportunity to really step up and be a great surprise. Because you know, when he came, like his last season in college at Iowa State, he led the Big Twelve in receptions, catches, among tight ends, and touchdowns. And you know, he's someone you know with his size, with a four six speed at his size, not bad. And you know. I think when you look at the, the what the Ravens, where the Ravens are right now at the tight end position, it might be their deepest. I, I know it's early. I know like likely in in Cole are early. I mean our rookies, but um, 
it, it looks to me like the deepest they've ever been on on yeah. paper. I think I think they have the ability to really test the defense, and I feel like that that's something that they really did at, that they really need to do. I feel like that was a great um uh, it was a great uh, initiative by the Ravens because you know it's easy to see what Mark Andrews did last year and say uh, you know all the all the big numbers he produced as an All Pro and say you know hey, we got Mark Andrews, we don't need to do anything else, but, you know, they got a nice insurance policy, and, and they learned, and I believe, you know, with with Nick Boyle still coming back from his injury a little mm-hmm. bit, I think you're, you're adding another dimension to this offense where, you know, if you don't have a whole lot outside from a from a size perspective, you're able, you're able to add it in, and, and it, it definitely has the ability to provide mismatches on defense. Yeah, absolutely. And I, 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 I want to get back to your depth comment because I thought that was exceptionally cogent there that, that, you know, the Ravens depth of tight end is such that they can really get to their 13 personnel package and mm-hmm. never have it be threatened by the first injury. Mm-hmm. So I, their 13 personnel is not as effective if Ricard is one of the three tight ends, if you're right. counting him as a tight end. So it has mm-hmm. to be three actual tight ends. Mm-hmm. In order to, 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 to be safe, always having three tight ends, you got to have four on your roster. And I think that's what the Ravens will will keep this year. And and they've got the horses to do it now. And, and you know, if you, if you look at your fifth big body as being Ricard, that'll give them that run presence they want. Mm-hmm. But 13 personnel will drive opposing defensive coordinators nuts in terms of trying to defend it, because you don't know how the Ravens will line up uh, when they when they run those guys out there. You get to react to it. You get mm-hmm. to send out your personnel, but not until you see you're not you don't get a chance to react to it after they line up. Exactly, and you know it does a and you know it does wonders for Mark Andrews. It definitely does wonders for Lamar Jackson because we all know that Lamar does does a great job of reading the middle of the field. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league when reading the middle field. And a lot of times you've seen over the last couple of years is defenses are just camping. In the middle of the field, yeah. to try to try to watch it for Mark Andrews. That was, and that's what makes Mark Andrews' numbers so, so spectacular. Because you know, uh, he, you know, it's coming, and he, and he mm-hmm. said he's still doing his thing. So you know, with the addition of Kolar in the in the middle of that, you know, now you now you're providing an opportunity where you're spacing things out in, yeah. in the middle, and now you're making the coverages a little bit wider. And now, and and in turn, now you're making it wider in, in the. In the, in the passing game, you're also providing in a potential scrambling situation for Lamar. You know, yeah. you're not, you, this defenses are, 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 that's, that's the key with the Ravens offense. Spread them out as much as you can. And, oh, yeah. And, and that's, that's what makes them dangerous. Yeah. I think, I think Kolar does less to spread a defense mm-hmm. than he does to help when mm-hmm. a, Run gets into level two. I think he's going to be a wonderful level two and level three blocker. The kind mm-hmm. of guy like like uh, we had in Boykin, mm-hmm. who blocks a safety, perhaps a linebacker or a corner, doesn't lose his feet doing that. Very important, by the way. Yep. Yep. I want that tremendous positional blocking on a smaller man mm-hmm. from from Kolar. I don't have to see him, you know, beat the crap out of a defensive mm-hmm. tackle or or, or a outside linebacker. He just needs to be able to do it to. Do it to uh, those second and third level smaller guys, and and that would be very effective. Uh, one one thing I wanted to get back to also was mm. he really needs to have some suddenness as an athlete, at, probably at the top of the route. He's more known as an inline guy currently. Not that he couldn't take on move responsibilities mm-hmm. where he's motioning more across the formation and he's right. and he's using the backfield. But he's he's lined up on the line of scrimmage at the end of the line and flexed, and both of those tight end spots where they line up from. 
they're typically going to run a more typical receiving route where they're running vertically down the field. Uh, they might run a slant or something, but they, but they run vertically down the field, uh, get to a the top of the route, and then they make a move off there where part of that is making the opponent guess wrong, whether it's a safety, a linebacker, a corner even, and then also uh, using their body to shield the football and create space. And I think, I, I hope that's something Kohler would be good, but he definitely has to be good at that to fulfill on the promise that, that, that I think he has. And that's, and that's really the the most underrated thing about the Ravens offensive emotions that they provide pre-snap. And, you know, when you're looking at as a rookie, the responsibilities that you have to read, to read the defense, you know, whether, especially when, you know, when you're running a, a, a pistol or, or shotgun formation offense where, you know, like is a, is a, is the edge rusher crashing down? Or are they playing containment and things like that? So you know, uh, be, being being careful. You know, your your blocking assignments. I think that's the that's the key over the course of training camp and preseason. You know, Kyler Kolar is going to be able to step up, and because the Ravens the Ravens pride themselves on blocking, and if you can't block, you're likely not going to play. So um, that's that's something that uh, that that's something to watch out for. Um, so. Uh, that, that uh, with uh I think that 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 probably will keep Nick Boyle in the in the fold I guess on the second job chart for his veteran experience what he adds mm-hmm. and then over the course of the season I think we we can envision a situation where Kolar's getting more experience and then he's he may be taking more reps away from from Boyle gradually over that time. Yeah, I think I mean the cost is sunk in Boyle this way. They really don't save anything by cutting him at this mm-hmm. point. I know there is a little bit of money they can transfer from 2023 to 22 if they mm-hmm. cut him after a certain point this year. But basically, it's it's worth probably keeping him. Right. Uh, hopefully, he returns and he's some semblance of his former self because the Ravens could really use him as a blocker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, even, he's, he's still their best blocker, I think. Oh yeah, was, oh, yeah. one help. Yeah, I, I I agree. One of the best in the in the whole league, and and uh, completely agree with that. I, I, the only thing else I would say is that Kolar needs to be a good contested catch guy. It's definitely it's not that he wasn't that at Iowa State. It's just that the level of competition is completely different. <laughs> right. The the, the Big Twelve Big Twelve defenses are are a different are in a different planet in a bad way compared yes. to, to the NFL. So that's yeah, that's very, definitely something he's going to see differently wide open. So I'll ask you first, what, remember we're going to have two, two levels here, a good mm-hmm. and a great, what would make a good year for you for Charlie Kolar? I think for projection wise, I think if he's able to add, you know, let's say 32 receptions for, I don't know, like around two, like three thirty, maybe okay. that, that, that'll be, that'll be a respectable season. Cause we have to figure, figure factor in that the Ravens aren't that pass heavy and yet Mark Andrews is going to get his touches and you know in the backfield if J.K. Dobbins comes back he's going to get his touches in the passing sure. game and obviously Bateman we're expecting a big year out of him so I think that's I think that's a nice complimentary number for a good year I yeah. think I think uh, I think for a great year um if the Let me give you my good first. So I, I to me, I, I like to stay away from the exact numbers and just really talk about it qualitatively more. And in particular targets, you get people talking about that and they get upset with each other mm-hmm. and, and they didn't go through the thought exercise I just heard you going through mm-hmm. about how quickly total targets evaporate in this mm-hmm. offense mm-hmm. if the Ravens are really running it how they did in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but a good, I'd say he plays regularly on non-obvious passing downs. 
Mm. Okay, meaning they get in from in some some thirteen. He's supporting the run. Uh, he established himself both as a fairly solid blocker and he gets a solid target share. And I'm not going to try and def- define that, but it could easily be as little in terms of targets as mm. Hurst had, or even a little bit less as a yeah. rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you know if that resulted in 18 catches, I, I think that would be fine mm. if he made other contributions that right. were really positive. Mm-hmm. How about a great year? A, a, a great year, I think. Um, I think being able to do the do those things from a blocking perspective, and also adding adding more consistency with his hands and and more and body control on offense. I think. Uh, um, let's see if if the, if the offense is able to evolve a little bit more. I think uh, for like around four hundred to five hundred. I think if depending on depending on where things go on offense, that'd be a great year for him. I That's think yards, not snaps. Yeah, right? uh, yards, okay. yards. Okay. All right. I, I'm I'm going to say I, I think we're going to end up in a similar spot actually, but uh, plays a variety of roles, and this mm-hmm. is one of the things about Kolar's really an inline and flex tight end. Can he d- develop into a move tight end? Well, that's part of the value of having him is you layer in these responsibilities. Hopefully, he learns some of the move responsibilities, such that. His value is so great to the team. He ends up with a fifty to seventy percent snap share, which mm-hmm. I don't think is out of bounds i mean i think the ravens could play fewer wide receiver snaps this season more tight end snaps in total and you know andrews is going to get still a a lion's share of those but Mm -hmm. but i think that there's going to be enough other snaps to be divided that you end up with a possibility of a number two tight end getting that kind of a snap share uh a decent target share and again i don't want to really try and define it but but maybe 40 to 45 targets as as kind of a minimum for a great year would be i think pretty damn great that'd be Mm -hmm. almost three targets a game uh, two and a half anyway. Uh, I want to see blocking. I want to see him be able to exploit at least one type of coverage. Mm-hmm. So prove that he can go, get open in, in the play action game between level two and level mm-hmm. three. Prove that he can body up against the safety if they put that on him directly at the line of scrimmage while flexed. Mm-hmm. But show something that he can beat on a regular basis. So uh, uh, he's done. And, and I guess the, the the ultimate thing there is he becomes an obvious connection with Jackson. And probably the best way to do that would be to be an extended play target right. Jackson. It's usually Andrews. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and to further your point, I think, you know, when you're looking at from a red zone perspective, if the Ravens are able to use him, maybe even on the outside, you know, create jump ball situations for him and him actually fighting for the ball, like you said earlier, uh, some contested catches. I think that would be, that would be another great year for him. Even if his numbers are down, like if he's able to, you know, be that a legitimate threat in the red zone, that, that would be, a great thing that'd be another uh, substitute for a great year yeah outstanding I, a great uh, discussion while we really appreciate having you on You're uh, thank you so much i really apologize no about worries. mispronouncing your name early no, and, and no worries uh, no worries Bill. you're good uh, you're a uh, uh you know, very fine analyst i appreciate all the all the inside thoughts you've given us here uh tell folks again where they can uh, either read your writing talk about football i know you have a game too do you want to talk about that Sure, I got a game called City Wars. Uh, it's it's a three D video game that I built from scratch. It's uh based on a, a first person character named Armada that's trying to save a city that's taken over by robots. The City of Beacon, and um, so uh, I created that first level shooter game. You can see it on my Twitter account. It's at Walla Rider W O L A W R I T E R on Twitter. So, uh, so you can hit me there. We can talk for a while anytime. It'll be a great time. All right, and are you writing anywhere now? Right now, no, not right now. I'm just kind of enjoying time, uh, just uh, working on my career and all that. 
Okay. Well, we'd love to get you back on the show more often uh, this summer and hopefully during the season as well for an episode for, to, to cover the offensive defense, if that worked yeah. for you. Sounds great. All right. Other folks out there, if you're listening to this show and you'd like to come on a film study short sometime this summer, love to have you. Looking for narrow topics we can go to depth in about 25 or 30 minutes. Hit me up with a DM on Twitter. They're always open. I'd love to hear from you. I'll get back to you very quickly. Uh, Walla, thanks again for coming on. It was great talking football with you. See you again. It's always a pleasure. And we'll talk to you later on Film Study. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.